glory. Glory. Amen and amen. Hey, I'm Ailish, and this is Jezebel and Friends, where my friend Helen and I are going to share some of our stories from Catholic school. Hey, I'm Helen, and to give you some context, we attended a K-8 through grade Catholic school and then an all-girls Catholic high school. This episode will be about our unhinged youth group service trip. And we're going to use code names because we're good people. Also, this show can contain some dark themes. This episode won't have any triggering content. Yeah, so the service trip was called the Appalachian Service Project, and it's a national organization, a national nonprofit. Basically, I would describe it as a service trip where we go to an area of the Appalachian Mountains where people are experiencing, like, really insane hardship financially and just in general in their life and their homes are falling apart so we go there to like help them repair certain aspects of their home and it's like teenagers like we're not like adults we're paired with adults but we're like a crew of teenagers who are doing kind of like what I would you call it construction yeah, for sure. So it's it's a lot like Habitat for Humanity, but there's a religious component to it. Yeah, Habitat for Humanity is actually religious. I was part of it at my college campus. It's super Christian, just like Appalachian Service Project. But the difference is Habitat for Humanity actually does a lot better work. And they have more money, and they actually build like actual homes whereas Appalachian Service Project was like teenagers driving down to the mountain region and like duct taping people's houses together if not like making them worse not for any wrong reason but there was a lot of cutting corners because either like we had run out of supplies or like someone didn't know how to do something or they knew how to do it a different way and it's just like we did the best that we could with like the resources and teams that we had put together but it it really was like if you (laughs) it reminds me of like when you would go to like a craft store and like buy a DIY project and be like, well, we're just going to follow the directions as best as we can and, like, hope it works out. Totally. We went on this trip so many years. We even went into our adulthood, which is kind of (laughs) an interesting fact about us. And we were the only people who went as adults as young as we did. Like, I don't think we technically were supposed... We were, like between teens and adults it was like immediately after we had been kicked out of like the teen program right yeah I think we were 19 and 20 I know the last year we went we were 20 because I had just gotten like arrested for like (laughs) (laughs) for being just like belligerently drunk and like um having a fake ID and throwing up profusely all over the street and then like a police officer apprehended me did you have to go to court for that yes I had to get a lawyer go to court I almost lost my driver's license I was not driving at the time but 
having a fake ID in Illinois is a class four felony. And since the ID was like an actual, like it was my picture, my name, everything. Since I was doing that, I could have lost my ID for a year. And so for like the next year, any piece of mail that came to me, I was so scared it was going to be that. And (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. So you're a felon. You were a felon. (laughs) Yeah, but luckily they dropped my charges, I guess. (laughs) Helen the felon. And the reason I remember that the last time we went was right after this, I was in like, I was spiraling out of control. But I, that was one of the first times I really tried to stop drinking. It was really hard for me. And it didn't last, obviously. Well, couldn't we like not drink on that trip? as even adults like adults weren't supposed to drink on the trip yeah that's correct and i there were actually adults much older than us who would sneak alcohol on the trip because they couldn't go without it (laughs) i did not know that was happening but i guess it makes sense so anyways before we get to our adult years on the trip we should maybe start from the beginning i think Like, I can speak on my own beginning, but, like, you went from the beginning, beginning, freshman year. Yeah, so I went freshman year in high school, and then I continued to go, I went a total of six times. I went four years in high school and two years as an adult. So when I started going my freshman year, I didn't really think that much of even going because it was just something you did in our community like our church would send around 200 kids every summer or 200 people total every summer to usually three different counties in either eastern Kentucky or west Virginia and we would drive there in like these white church vans um (laughs) But as soon as I started, I really liked it because, like, it was all of my friends from grade school, and it it was just, like, a fun get-together with friends, and I I was learning a lot. Like, I think it's really important that Americans, like, especially privileged Americans, even know about the Apple. It's actually supposed to be pronounced Appalachia, um, but I feel like that's really hard with my Chicago accent maybe um so I just want to acknowledge that I I might say it wrong um and we're used to saying it wrong but I've been corrected before that it's actually Appalachia um just because it's like a really neglected region of the country and like a lot of coal mines have shut down there leaving like the water super toxic and polluted causing cancer all these problems like and causing a lot of joblessness the opioid epidemic has hit the region harder than most places and so I'm really grateful that we did get the chance to experience it just looking back I feel a little weird about it because there was a massive savior complex and like 
it cost hundreds of dollars for each of us volunteers to go and the help we did was pretty like little to nothing ethically it seems like it would make more sense to just give the money we raised to those people I don't think I was ever on a work site with you but part of working on whatever site you're assigned to is you usually more often than not get to know like the family or the homeowner and just through talking to them or other people talking to them you learn about like what hardships they're up against and it's like it's stuff that I feel like we consider like so basic and necessities where like there was like a leak in one of their kids like ceilings and it had like black mold and that's like not safe to be around but like it was either like they get that fixed and then they can't buy food for six weeks or like they continue to feed themselves so it's like they're just like trapped in this cycle of poverty and then like on top of that like conditions get worse and they have more problems and they pile on they pile on and you like forgot where I was going with this but just that it like it was really educational and informative so we would have to pack for a week of manual labor but because it was religious there was kind of like a dress code you had to keep in mind and it's it was like in the dead of summer so like very hot in the places we were going like really humid um probably like no ac in any of the places we were staying with the exception of like maybe once we were in a cooled um facility because we would stay at like schools like empty schools um i don't really know what else to add um so we would sleep in the gym of the school or like classrooms and there would be like a partition down the middle um of like trash bag material just like hung up and that would separate the boys and men from the girls and women and so when we were young it was so funny because we would sleep as close to the partition as possible (laughs) (laughs) and then our friends who were boys would put their cots or air mattresses on the other side and we would just like wreak havoc through the night (laughs) so that part was really fun actually yeah and like we would be so bad like with our friends like this was there was do you think it was like a lot of like as teenagers you have like so much sexual angst and you like think all this like sex stuff is like so fun funny and stuff well I still do think it's funny but But do you remember, like, the little romances that would bud on ASP? And it's, like, it's not because those people were necessarily compatible. It's because that was, like, the only person there. I had so many romances on ASP. (laughs) I know. I was, like, caught in a love triangle at one point. We would also be paired with another church that could be from anywhere in the country. And they were always... Like, we were the normal ones, always, and we weren't normal, but compared to the other churches, we would be paired with, like, fundamentalists. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. I wish I had kept, like, 
a diary or something of because I can't remember specifics from each year I just remember like in general of the whole experience like people we encountered <laughs> things that we were exposed to conversations that we all had games that we played and it's like I lump it all into like one experience like I don't have it separated oh same um more years than not we were paired with a church who were they were actively trying to like save people and they were witnessing (laughs) (laughs) so at the end of each week we'd have like maybe a little bit of money and our budget left over so we'd go buy the family a gift like maybe it would be like flowers to plant in their yard or groceries or like clothes things that they would need that would be really helpful to them. These other churches would instead give them a Bible and ask them if they accepted Jesus as their savior, which is so manipulative. And in my opinion, that undermines like the entire, all the work you've done for them because you were doing it conditionally with an agenda. It's just so manipulative of a really vulnerable family. What's that thing that, like, Mormons go on where they, like, go to, like, another country and they, like, try to convert them or, like... A mission. Yeah. It... They were essentially, like, missionaries. Totally. They might have even called the trip a mission trip. We would never call it that, but they probably referred to it as a mission trip well the best part about those like being paired with those churches is like it always took us about like 24 to 36 hours to sort of like figure out how extreme we were and then let them know how extreme (laughs) we were so like they were extreme from a religious and like conservative standpoint I would consider our church in comparison to these other churches that we would be paired with like very liberal and like open-minded and like that extended to like our senses of humor where like things that we thought were funny which would be like really inappropriate like sexually or like just (laughs) involving things that teenagers joke about like was so shocking to these kids that like if we saw that even the slightest thing like shocked them or like confused them we would just hammer at home like go go so much harder I don't even remember what year this was but do you remember we were playing like signs in the parking lot with our church and then the other group kind of like dabbled in it and we were just going insane oh my god like our guy friends would just Signs is a game where, like, you have to, you come up with your own sign and someone in the middle has to, like, guess it and figure out, like, who is passing the sign to who. So you have to do it, like, fast and secretly. So ours would all be so, like, sexual and inappropriate, but our guy friends would just come up with like the craziest they were so sexual we were essentially like acting out sexual acts that is what we were doing on the trip there was a tradition called warm fuzzies where everyone would have a paper bag with their name on it and the they were supposed to be like religious and spiritual notes that you would write to other people so the way they wanted it to work would be like 
you'd write, Ailish, like, so glad God brought us together on this trip. Like, in very few of mine actually are kind of like that. They're, like, from adults, though. Of course we would write the most raunchy, inappropriate, sexual, warm fuzzies to one another and just thought it was funny to put them in each other's bags. But we would have to be kind of, like, covert about it. Like, we weren't saying, like, overtly explicit things. Like, we were trying to find, like, synonyms or words that would just be funny to use. And we we individually would know that whoever wrote it to us like it had like some type of inappropriate undertone but like wasn't enough to get us like in deep trouble well kind of (laughs) Helen would honestly go rogue a lot like I think I played it a little bit more safe like you and Tony really went balls to the wall on those so I actually like have some to read Ailish, I think this might have been from one of your first years because it's like a little bit more. Oh, wait, you weren't in our van the first year you went, right? Yeah, no, I was with like, I didn't have a lot of people in my van and I didn't know like really any of the people but it was like fine I was so on the fence about going that year because I just (laughs) was still recovering from freshman year (laughs) not being okay um and when I transferred to OPRF I was like I have no friends and I'm a huge loser and I don't know anyone so I was just like not obsessed with that trip like my mom had to force me to go I was not into it, and then obviously I was so happy that I went, but... I'm so happy you went. Um, But in this warm fuzzy you wrote me, it says, Being in your van was so much fun, especially since we all told stories about some unspeakable things. (laughs) Like, I don't even know what that one is. (laughs) Who knows? Um... I found one that says, I know it was you, repent or die. <laughs> one says, Helen, I would love if you pooped on my neck and my back. That was definitely Tony. Okay, I need to interject before you read another one. The whole point of these was like, on your van ride back home to Chicago, you're supposed to read those and be like, oh my God, this was so heartwarming and amazing and genuine. So, like, the whole point was you were supposed to read these and be like, aw, I'm, I feel so warm and fuzzy inside. <laughs> when, we would, <laughs> when we would be going through our warm and fuzzy bags, we would be hysterically laughing <laughs> because the stuff was, like, X-rated and not, <laughs> not what they were supposed to be. One says, please leave a warm turd on my chest when I sleep. Um, okay, this one has me so confused. The handwriting looks like it would be an adult, but the handwriting's like cursive and looks all nice. It says, Helen, please come over to my house and have explosive diarrhea. Instead of bringing scented candles to college, I'm bringing that. There's the famous poo haiku. Poo on my dinner plate. Chunky poo in my mouth hole. I love poo so much. Ailish, this one's from you. It says, I'm sorry I made you pick up the dead squirrel in the bathroom last night. No, I don't remember that, especially because our bathrooms were, like, outside, including the showers. (laughs) Showering was such a problem. And, like, 
if we didn't like come out of the shower completely clothed from head to toe and like normal clothes they would like have a fit and it was like pitch black in there and it was impossible to like keep anything dry because it was essentially a shower tent made out of garbage bags but it was so dilapidated one says keep on licking scratching and sucking oh my god at the end of one of the years we wrote one of the asp staffers an insane note was that the same year that we had yik yak i think it was that was the year that there was that guy zach who was a staffer in training and he was like our friend and <laughs> they would be like who's daddy long legs they were checking yik yak oh my god there's so much to say um I have multiple that I can tell are your handwriting that say you gotta pay the troll toll. If you've paid the troll toll, you've seen some shit. Um, one is a funny one. It's from when we went as adults and it's from one of the younger girls. Thank you so much for not hating me and for telling me your juicy past. <laughs> of course, as an adult, I like would overshare so much about my life with the teens because they were just a couple years younger and like we had all grown up together <laughs> yeah so one of the games we would play was hot seat where we would just sit in a circle <laughs> and it was like everyone's opportunity to just confess to every like weird fucked up thing they've done and I would just, like, tell everyone about, like, all of my sexual experiences. And I just, like, loved talking about it. Obviously, I was, like, really afraid of sexual things in high school. So I would just, I would just listen. When I was talking about those things, did it seem, like, unappealing to you? No, I was like, you're so cool. <laughs> I was like, I'm such a loser. I still haven't had my first kiss and I'm 17. <laughs> but whatever. No, I honestly, like, it was the type of thing where I was like, Helen is so cool and funny that she can just talk about this. And, like, I am too nervous to even, like, talk to a boy or, like, drink alcohol at a party. I also wasn't getting invited to parties, so, like, wasn't a problem for me. <laughs> I feel like ASP was when I started hanging out with all of you guys more because we would have that like ASP party after we all got back. And then I was like, oh, okay, cool. When we would all come back, we would have a party and it would be like really debaucherous. There would, we would drink so much and I would always just like find someone to like dry hump on the front lawn. <laughs> oh my god and I feel like everybody had like some type of either ASP romance or like some flirtation and it's like once you got back home you realized like it was a huge mistake <laughs> um like obviously we're not gonna say this name but do you remember oh my god I, yeah his obsession with like every girl 
Myself included. Especially you. That was so scary. One time he just showed up at my house. He would show up at my house all the time. God. Even one of my ASP romances turned into a relationship in my 20s that was just horrible and really messed up. I feel like, despite how fucked up that was, it was something you needed to, like, see through. You had to explore that. Like, you would you needed to know. <laughs> yeah, it was a cry for help. So, now that you know the contents of what typical warm fuzzies include, this is the story of me getting in so much trouble on ASP and being... This was really scary. Was this so, freshman year? N- no, you were there this year. This was my second year going on the trip, so I was 16, and... I, of course, was writing inappropriate warm fuzzies, and I put one with the lyrics to my neck, my back, in my friend who I thought I could trust. (laughs) Warm fuzzy bag. Not you. Who was it? Tony. Oh, God. He's like... He's like Brutus in the Bible. (laughs) Tony is Brutus. He will betray you at the most random moments and it has nothing to do with you. He just wants to be chaotic. Do you mean Judas? Oh. Who is Brutus? (laughs) That's from like Julius Caesar. Oh, well didn't Brutus betray caesar oh i think so yeah well my head was in the right place just wrong story just wrong fable so this was one of the years where we were with such a religious church that they would invite us to come to bible story bible story (laughs) bible story oh my god wait that just gave me an idea okay continue um they would invite us to Bible studies after doing like 10 hours of manual labor a day. And we'd be like, no, we're not going to come join your boring ass Bible study. And I know that they probably were, they were definitely trying to save us too. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they had just like justifiable cause. They probably thought we were depraved. <laughs> They probably (laughs) reported our church to, like, the archdiocese and were like, whatever they're doing over there, it's not Catholic. (laughs) So I put this warm fuzzy into my friend's bag, and he reads it and puts it into one of the girls from the other church's bag. She's mortified by it. So somehow the pastor from the other church gets a hold of the note oh and there was a drawing on it (laughs) so the pastor gave it to our priest who also came on the trip and our priest was like i don't want to deal with this because he was like kind of cool i guess i'll give him that so he gave it to our youth minister woman oh my god okay and everyone was trying to figure out who wrote the note they were like cornering like boys in the bathroom being like did you write this note but really it was me (laughs) so people were like really torn about it they were like some people were like just deny it just deny it (laughs) 
finally my mom found, saw the note when the parents were talking about it and she knew it was me <laughs> your mom just knew my mom just knew and so she told me that I had to like confess to our youth minister lady and so I like went up to her and I was so scared and I was like oh my god I'm so embarrassed and I've I really regret this so much, but I wrote the note. It wasn't supposed to be seen. And she was honestly very cool about it. Like, nothing actually ended up happening. But it could have, honestly. You could have gotten, like, sent home. Obviously, we don't have to talk about this, but remember the family that just, like, stole a pan. Well, let's start by saying, like, there was always so much interpersonal drama and conflict on this trip. It was never, like, group drama. It was always, like, there was one bad egg in the group, and it would have sort of, like, an aftershock and domino effect. And for the most part, I would say especially most of the adults were super positive and upbeat considering what we put them through for a week um and there was always like one bad egg who would try to spoil it for the whole group and they would end up kind of being almost siloed away like they would just kind of have to like ride it out for the rest of the week or (laughs) they would act out or do something like super insane that would be like the defining moment for the trip So this is drama related to a family, a mom, dad, and a child. They all went on the trip. And the mom had apparently had all this expertise in, like, nonprofit work. And she thought she knew how to do everything best. And as we said, the trip is, like, terribly run. And it's, like, not done in an intelligent or efficient way at all. So she was just getting really frustrated when really, like, once you're there on it, you just have to let all that stuff go. Like, you might be so good at using a circular saw just let it go like just let it go like there were also a lot of people who came on the trip who would like want to run a work site like the military and it just like wasn't gonna work and it would cause great divides by like Tuesday of the like the second day of the trip so the mom like was taking all her frustration out on the like adult from our church who was the what they called the county captain It was actually, it was our friend's mom who would definitely do a very good job in that role, not being like hellbent that things have to go perfectly. And I feel like she was really trying to like mediate and make things work and like get everyone to a place that they were like happy with. And like, she was just so patient for what job she had. She really was. And her daughter, who's like, tough and I would not want to make her mad this lady mad ever (laughs) apparently she like yelled at the family um so all of this transpired into the family like leaving Kentucky in the middle of the night taking one of the vans which like people need all the vans possible to get back they're like Every seat counts. So this family took an entire van to themselves and just left and, like, drove through the night and, like, evacuated. Even leaving Oak Park to embark on the journey, 
every van was somehow strapped for space like every van just barely fit everyone's like bags tools even the people like sometimes there were some years that we were in a van where like every seatbelt was taken and like so then they had to sort of like reallocate people into vans and like reallocate bags and it that ended up being a year where there were certain vans that were just packed to the brim with bags people would like hook up in the vans like on the way back one of our friends did so speaking of conflict we had an absolute arch nemesis who was this creepy ass old crusty ass long legged (laughs) big dirty beastly greasy (laughs) and our name for him is daddy long legs daddy long legs so this was just your typical like old church guy who's just like so problematic and misogynistic and like tries so hard to be nice but just isn't everything's a backhanded compliment and like we received so many of those from him (laughs) he like really didn't like us i think he really had a problem with the fact that we're like insane crazy women yeah (laughs) like you can't be controlled (laughs) he hated the sound of my voice he told me (laughs) He told me that, too, because he made a comment about how our voices sounded the same. Like, I can't remember what exactly he said, but it was not nice. (laughs) Yeah, and he was just really uncomfortable. But you know what's interesting about DLL, which that's the code name we had for him, DLL, is that we thought he was the worst. The person who was the worst was... I don't even know his name. He was so disgusting. (laughs) They were actually really similar now that I think about it. Yeah, but there was something about... There was something about both of them that was uniquely unsettling, but in slightly different ways. Like, DLL was really unsettling to me, but I was like, he's harmless. Like, he's just... He's more so, like, annoying and, like, a pain in the fucking ass, where... The other one kind of, like, made me a little bit uneasy. Like, in like I just didn't like being, like, alone with him. Do you remember that time I had to, like, go, like, clean a van or something? And, like, I was confiding in your mom a lot because he was just, like, being really annoying in general. But I just really... He got, like, really hostile. Like, he, he was a perfect example of someone who, like... If it wasn't going how he wanted it to go and he was like a complete control freak, like he would have a fucking meltdown and just be like a massive asshole. Yeah, no, I remember he like really pushed you towards your breaking point and you were like losing your mind by the end of having to deal with him. Yeah, but then like it's not like I was alone in that hatred and it was pretty cathartic to like just talk to anyone about how much I hated him. Like, even right in front of him, so. 
<laughs> so for Daddy Long Legs, he would just like verbally abuse so many people, and like he, there was one woman who always went on the trip, who's one of my mom's good friends. She's an angel. She's an angel, just like the nicest person, like so fun and cool. And he would just like verbally attack her to the point where she would cry. Like every year, this would happen. He would make her cry. He seriously needed to, like, get his ass beat. <laughs> he made me want to cry because he was so annoying. I actually hit his car once and damaged it. <laughs> On purpose. No, it was so scary. It was before one of the trips, and I had to go home to get something. And at the time, my dad had, like, a huge SUV that was hard to drive, and I just, like, crashed into his car and, like, chipped it. (laughs) Did you, wait, did you tell him? Yes. God, I want to die thinking about that. He probably said something super fucked up, like, oh, it's okay, you're blonde. Like, he would make, like, blonde jokes, and it's, like, can you not? (laughs) Totally. Also, we would stay in these schools, and the food that we would eat in the cafeterias there would be so bad. My mom's vegetarian, vegan. Multiple years, she would have conversations with the lunch ladies just to let them know, like, oh, I'm one of the vegetarian people. And multiple times, different women in different counties would say to her, oh, honey, that's not meat. With regards to, like, the meat that other people were eating (laughs) Your mom was like, yeah, exactly. That's why I'm a vegetarian on this trip. After we went as adults, the teenagers actually thought we were cool enough to invite us to, like, the after party. (laughs) And we would, like, show up. And we went, and we were like, this is kind of, like, bad. (laughs) Amen and amen. Thanks for listening to our episode of Jezebel and Friends. We're super excited to tell you that we actually have an email address and an Instagram account where you can find us now. Both of them are Jezebel and the word and spelled out friends at gmail.com or Jezebel and friends on Instagram. Please feel free to send in any stories or questions you have about Catholic school because we love to hear them and share them on the podcast.